0: Go to NorCalGunVault.com. NorCalGunVault.com. The strong
2: and Geddy So with my dad. And
3: so <laughs> Can I press that bad button? Are we ready to
2: start? One, two, three. I'm a proud Democrat, but first and foremost, I'm a proud Republican and Democrat and mostly American. Can you believe in
4: miracles? Yes, you can.
2: Place to get real information is the Armstrong and Getty show. (laughs) They don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Why are you here today? I don't watch the news.
1: The birthplace of talk
0: radio. Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response.
2: I assume the ratings would be far higher than they would be normally. South. This is Ed McMahon, And now he
1: is Armstrong and Getty.
0: So one of my dogs got into the trash last night. So when I got this morning, I had to clean up a lot, a lot, a lot of trash outside. All over the place. Oh boy. And it was dis- extra disgusting because my wife's—we uh, had uh, four baby goats born. Oh God! And so ah, all ah, of the ah, uh, ah. all of the gloves and paper towels and all the stuff involved in that was in this trash, and I had to pick it all up. And it was just disgusting. Oh boy, medical waste just essentially. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was, yeah, medical waste, lots of medical waste, and then just your regular garbage, old food from last week, and you know, you know what garbage is. Yeah. Um. So uh, I was thinking on the drive here, maybe you have been in this situation. I can't think one thing that dog adds to my life. Oh, boy. <laughs> I really can't. Oh, boy. I can't think of anything that dog adds to my life. <laughs> that particular oh, dog. We it. have four dogs. That, one do- that dog has- brings no positives to the party. Wow. He's the underdog. Literally. He's the dog no one loved. You rank him lower than the pug. Oh, geez. Yeah. The <laughs> pug. The kids get some enjoyment out of the pug. This is an outside dog. Never really hangs around. Doesn't play the kids. Doesn't really a watchdog. How'd you come by him? Shoes up stuff. Uh, Just kind of showed up one day. It's <laughs> <gets> not <laughs> trash. We we bought it. It was very expensive. Also. Oh. Boy. But uh, jeez, it's a good looking dog, but it doesn't add anything to my life. Wow. Have you yeah. ever had a pet that doesn't add anything to your life? I think a lot of people have. Self help experts would advise you to, uh,
1: I don't know, divorce the dog. Mm. I some Fist it pigs. on somebody else. Lie about it, and give it to somebody else.
3: What's next? Divorcing you had, dogs?
1: You had some,
4: some <laughs> nice. You, you, what about guinea pigs? I had guinea pigs when I was a child, and those don't actually do much as a pet, but they were kinda cute and I got to okay. hold them and stuff. Well they see you had a benefit. Yeah. There you go. Live from Studio C. Something or something, something, something. CZ something or other. <laughs> <laughs>
0: my I I had to wash I keep washing my hands. I can't oh, get, I can't uh, get a certain smell off my oh, hands. Oh, oh, oh golly. All right. Oh, listen. This, this is point.
1: At some point, your problems are becoming our problems, yeah. and, I've, and we're going to ask you to yeah. halt.
0: And I've washed my hands with soap over and over again. And Not it's, to draw the
1: line. Make man. Sean smell it under
0: the tutelage of our <laughs> <laughs> under the tutelage of our general manager, the
1: diseased American media. Oh, jeez, yeah. yeah,
0: no kidding. I'm telling you, God, it's so tiring. It's so damn tiring. I, I'm I'm about
1: this close
0: to doing
1: to do the media <laughs> to fill in the blank. which I'm I'm attempting to. Uh, I'm about uh, as close as you are to divorcing that dog, To saying to everybody, listen, I recommend you don't watch, you don't listen to any cable TV, you don't watch any cable TV, you don't listen to, like, political talk radio. I just, I'm not sure it's doing anybody any good. It's hard to imagine. He would make this show an exception, obviously. Mm -hmm. But I'm telling you, coming into work this morning, the, the two... Not only polar opposite views of one particular news story, but so clearly designed to be polar opposites. You know, any idea of a, a complete description of what had happened so people could understand it was was missing entirely from both versions
0: if you take in news you should look at your shows or newspapers or whatever the way i'm looking at that dog does it bring any positives to your life or do you leave angry and misinformed about the story so what did you accomplish yeah wow. you don't know anymore because it's not uh, it's not informative it's not a full picture or it's completely wrong right and you're angry yeah, so what people, have you
1: gotten well people love their confirmation though mm. it's it's like a drug you know what we're gonna do today study the world
4: oh, study the world
2: study the world
1: yeah yeah that's what we're supposed to do <laughs>
2: the, I, don't,
1: I don't see that there's any point in going on
0: what's the point i watched an interview with um john stewart on charlie rose and he had some interesting comments about uh, the world of uh, the kind of stuff we do really
1: clever little man is he still running that animal farm with his wife
0: he is uh, i'll have to talk about that later kind of kind of fits in with your mood today um, let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start there with our board operator, Michelangelo. Pressing buttons, flipping tuggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael?
2: Uh, pretty good. I'm doing okay. I'm just looking here online, and I guess um, there's another boxer that wants to fight Conor McGregor in a take all, winner-take-all fight. So the entire purse goes to whoever wins the fight.
0: That's a pr- Now, that's a pretty compelling
1: idea. Yeah. it's mm, a wrinkle. Boxing may have a chance.
0: That, yeah, that's a compelling idea, because there's no, they're just jerking us around there. <laughs> There's, all you're going to do is get beat up and go home if you if you don't get if you don't win. <laughs> don't.
1: And sell your whiskey.
0: I saw a New York Post article about Conor McGregor's sisters. Did you see them? No. They look like freaking models, and uh, they got quite the their own lives going. Uh, yeah. It's, I wonder if they have the same parents. Interesting family. I don't know. Uh, there's positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? What, did you just call
1: his parentage into question? <laughs> yeah. What is this all about, Michael? What is that? Some sort of anti-Irish bias? No, not at you all. You can't it's believe just... there's an intact Irish He's family not exactly out there, a supermodel. <laughs> yeah, so. What? Unbelievable! Unbelievable.
4: And I am now glad that I know about Conor McGregor's sisters. Very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh. Yeah. It's a. It's a good day. I'm. I've been trying to do. Small things, based largely off of many of the conversations I had on this show, just about being more intelligent with money. I'm trying to not eat out as much, just slowly start to you know shuffle some some funds away for for said rainy days, things like that. But I've noticed that my 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 food intake has become much more basic. I'm eating many <laughs> more eggs, a lot more toast with peanut butter on it. I don't have the the usual splurges of cocoa puffs or or you know my my cereal de jour's. Uh, but I, I think overall, it's a it's a step in the right direction. But yeah, each meal saves you like twenty, thirty dollars sometimes. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I can eat. I I can spend like five dollars on eggs and eat that for like a week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Once you get in the habit of that,
0: and you start comparing it to what it would have cost to eat out. And at the end of it, you're full. So I had four pieces of toast with butter, which cost like a nickel. <laughs> right. And I could have eaten out and it cost 40 bucks. I feel exactly the same afterwards. But you so, know what?
3: I am not hungry. Yeah. So success. Yes.
0: There's Vincent. How are you this morning,
3: Vincent? I missed a call from uh, my friend Anthony. Uh, he usually calls me when he's in town and wants to get lunch, et cetera, et cetera. But I don't. So I missed the call, but I don't see that he sent me a text. He left me a voicemail. I see the voicemail icon staring at me. You know how I feel about voicemails. Right. Oh, yeah. They, they, the person wastes time leaving the voicemail. I waste time listening to the voicemail. And then you have to write down any pertinent information in said voicemail. So the voicemail icon is glaring at me. But I don't want to check it. So I, I tell uh, uh, the, my bell, Allison, I'm like, can you call it, uh, my voicemail and check it for me? <sighs> and she's like... Seems reasonable. <laughs> And That's what like, anybody would do. She's like, no, and I'm like, well, can you call Anthony and see what he wanted? And she goes, <laughs> she goes, I- I've met him once, Vince. And i was like, okay, okay. So I called the voicemail and I listened to his message, and he wants to see how I'm doing. Well, what kind of sick bastard wants to see how I'm doing? I don't even want to know how I'm doing. But I eventually called him back, and we had a good chat. So
0: I don't, the, I do hate the voicemail too.
3: What's yeah. the worst?
0: Why didn't you just text me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's Marshall Phillips who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall?
2: I discovered another heartbreaking aspect of social media. Now you remember, I had a date a few weeks ago with a former girlfriend that I knew in Tucson. Not... Very, very pleasant reunion, and I thought we were going to be getting together again until yesterday when she posted a very lovely picture on Facebook of her. And her boyfriend oh! holding hands, oh, looking no. very
3: happy. Wow. But wow. is is he better looking than you, Marshall? They
2: both look very prosperous. I'll put it that uh, way. Gotcha, gotcha. She went for the money. Uh, what's even more painful uh, though on the Facebook is then you read all the comments from uh, her friends. Oh, oh no. Marshall, so why would you? Why would you subject yourself? We're so happy for you. I did not comment.
0: Yeah. That's yeah, I didn't I didn't I haven't dated in the Facebook world and just, <laughs> so it's got to be weird. Thank God. It's got to be weird. Oh god. Um I don't
4: think I'd check. I don't want to know. No. Well,
0: no. It,
2: it just popped up. Well,
4: you know, yeah, it you, was. If you thought you were me. getting together and yeah. she was uh, available, I and then, then see. the comment section were forced into your eyeballs, <laughs> there was nothing I could do. <laughs> it was <laughs> it was like clockwork orange that <laughs> held my eyelids open with two pliers and wires.
0: <laughs> yeah. uh, that's oh, right. Man. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Ge- He's Joe Getty on this Wednesday, August thirtieth. The year twenty seventeen. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of
1: this program. All right, here's the show officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations. Let's get it started at
3: mark. Hey, what's your name? Jeremiah. Jeremiah, what's your? How old's your son? He's six. Jeremiah Jr. Yeah. We thank God. We thank God. And this is he all we really have. Yeah, this is all we got. We lost the car, all the clothes, school clothes, everything gone. Everything gone. Where do you go now? We don't know. We don't know. But you're thankful. Yeah. We thankful. God, good. Jeremiah, thank you. God, Jeremiah good. Jr., thank you. Good luck to you.
1: Thank you. All right. I wish those plucky survivors well.
0: Uh, what are other headlines, Marshall Phillips?
2: Al well, Harvey delivering another punch. House Leader Nancy Pelosi doing a turnaround, condemning now Antifa. Kind of. And another Liar. thing, and another thing millennials want to do away with. Doorbells coming up. Wi-Fi. Millennials hate doorbells. <laughs> yeah, you heard them <laughs> Listen up, might
0: learn something. Yeah, it's funny. I uh, I wonder if it's just uh, I, I my son's best friend. When I show up to their house, I usually knock, even though they have a doorbell. For some reason, I feel like the doorbell just seems I don't know like that's something I shouldn't do. I don't know.
1: Wow, how odd. I'm a fan of the bell. And doorbells are out. I'm, uh, I'd prefer a butler announcing my presence. Yes. I present <laughs> Joseph DiGetti. <laughs>
0: How's the mailbag look?
1: Yeah, it's good. It's good. People are fired up. They're they're they're, they're, they're crying out for justice. People are crying out for justice. Yes, we're going to give it to
0: them. The main story for good the last. Hard. The main story for the last twenty four hours has made me sad for America. Uh, so we got that. God, <laughs> what is wrong with us? There's something wrong with us. We're diseased. We're riven. We're We're riven with partisanship. Oh. Uh, Stay tuned for being riven on The Armstrong and Getty Show. of hate on the text line for doorbells also really if you have a smell you can't get off your hands apparently toothpaste wash your hands with
1: toothpaste huh. that'll do the drink
0: interesting i was going to recommend
4: gasoline just dip your hands in some gasoline that will be fine right. we'll
1: get rid of the other smell or, or kick a skunk and have it spray your hands and that'll get rid of the other smell anti-doorbellists i find them musical <laughs> delightful ding dong i have arrived who could be against that <laughs> Ooh, a caller. (laughs) i say, perhaps a gentleman caller. (laughs) I don't even know if I have a doorbell. Greetings. (laughs) Oh, my God. If I could get that for my doorbell. Can that be done? If you can get a ringtone of anything, surely you ought to be able to get a, 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 you know, downloaded doorbell. Greetings. (laughs) Greetings. Vince, let me hit the door sound, and I want you to hit that. Okay, here we go. Greetings. But that, is that like after they come in? Yes, that's what. Uh, okay, somebody's opened the door. But why don't I just say hello at that point? I don't. I'm not tracking with you. <laughs> Mailbag.
3: Uh,
1: nice little note from Becky outside of uh, Portlandia, Portland, Oregon. Uh, oh say my God, if, Becky uh, sent a picture of <laughs> a uh, big storefront and on the glass is emblazoned Barista Training Academy, the BTA. So I guess you can go there, you can pay your money and get educated in the baristic arts and then go, you know, trot yourself over to your local, you know, Dutch Brothers or You Starbucks. call that a latte? <laughs> um, is
4: that specifically
0: for Starbucks or for anybody?
1: Get down and give me 20 espressos, maggot. There's a lot
0: to remember to work at Starbucks because everything's got to be made a certain way. And yeah. But uh, to be a barista at uh, Dutch Brothers, you have to wear a bikini and dance. Oh, can do seems to be the main
1: thing let's see Uh, on the subject of uh, mr. Rio the terrorist Antifa group Uh, anybody who went to hear it was beaten Um, it was aired on the Armstrong and Getty show in its entirety if you missed that I recommend the podcast to you very highly Uh, It was an excellent speech it was beautiful it was all about dialogue and people of various beliefs getting along and cherishing the free exchange of ideas and for that he and his, his friends were either at risk of being beaten or actually beaten by the terrorist Antifa group, which Nancy Pelosi and the mayor of Berkeley and uh, the mayor of San Francisco have been supporting until very, very recently. At any rate, uh, putting away their pro-terrorist stance for a moment and getting to the reaction of the speech, Janay writes, that's the speech we should all be hearing. Thank you for giving me a chance to get it on the air. Alvin Berkeley writes, kudos for letting uh, Ryoga read a statement. I watched those events live. Uh, now I've learned Frank Somerville of KTVU was there in Berkeley and was threatened. Yay! You are my MDMA. You are my ecstasy. You are my everything. That's nice. That's some nice praise there. Thank you. What's MDMA? We talked about this yesterday. It's the active ingredient oh. in ecstasy. It's gotcha. a drug which has shown incredible promise in treating a post-traumatic stress disorder. And enjoying uh, house music. Uh, indeed. Uh, let's see. Uh, same topic. John writes, although as modest and unassuming Midwestern guys, you too do not like to toot your own horn. Trombone, name that tune, being the exception and a notable exception. You deserve- Steve Bannon toots his own horn. You deserve kudos. <coughs> Allegedly. I took me a second. Well played. Uh, <laughs> you deserve kudos for devoting so much time to Ryoga V on today's show. It was a fantastic segment from your introduction to the... Of the topic to your interview with him, to the speech you would have given at the shamefully aborted rally. Um then then listen, we've got to make a decision on the show. The the topic of some of the other hosts on stations were on, um saying bad things about us and and being on completely the wrong side of issues keeps coming up. I will tell you this. Uh, among other issues is we don't punch down. So oh, I think we'll, why'd you have to go there? I
0: think we'll stay on the high road. Why'd you have to go there? That's not the high road. The that, high was, road. that was by definition the low road. No, the high road. Punching <laughs> down from the high road. That was by
4: definition the low road. Was it? Yes. What? That was absolutely the low road. Oh, my God. Ermagerd. <laughs> <laughs> it was at least a low blow while getting onto the on-ramp <laughs> to the high road. I will concede that. I enjoy playoffs. it. Now. Wow, Um, and then
1: then uh, John goes on to point out that everybody bought the line repeated by Ed Lee, Nancy Pelosi, the San Francisco Chronicle, and all the TV stations that there was going to be a white supremacist rally. Nobody even checked into that. Yeah, and it wasn't
0: at all. I you know I might be a sap, but I think that. Nancy Pelosi and others thought that. They were told that. They just barely heard about it, and they assumed that that's what it was without
1: any effort to find out for certain. Well, I I appreciate your uh, faith in... uh, Well, faith is the wrong word. You're excusing the ignorance of her, but, uh, you know, the organizers of the rally did reach out and directly communicate to their offices repeatedly. We are not white supremacists. We're not a hate group. We're not even a right wing group. Give us a call, we'll
0: talk to you about right, it. Right, exactly. So and nobody did. Willful ignorance. Who is Antifa? Guest on Tucker Carlson last night who got beat down by Antifa has interviewed them. He knows what they're
1: about, what their goal is.
0: It will fascinate words. you. So right. stay tuned.
1: Yeah. Uh, this is the reason I remain an A-G-, AG fan after more than a dozen years, consistently thoughtful, funny, provocative radio, even if Jack claims to have never understood the meaning of Ms. I claim to.
0: I'm not claiming to.
1: Then Peter uh, also wants us to call out uh, other people in the radio business, but we will not do that because they're fine and decent people. And the whole we don't punch down
4: thing. That's another factor. Because Joe's
1: taking the high road. Exactly. Well, I am high. I'm on the high road. Mm. It's part of being the high road. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Did the Berkeley mayor unknowingly admit Donald Trump was right? There was violence on both sides? Your fag, Mike. You know Mike, I tell you what, I, I, I can't fault anybody for being critical of the things Donald Trump says mostly cuz he butchers everything. It's it's just he's so ham-handed and, and unable to communicate any subtleties whatsoever. That you know, I don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't I don't want to I do not want to relitigate the post Charlottesville uh, various iterations of his speech. Um, But I won't condemn people who took it the wrong way or the right way. I don't know. Hell, Uh, Mayor Lee Pelosi, Feinstein, they're professional politicians who become extraordinarily wealthy serving the people. San Francisco has a $13 billion annual budget and the streets and infrastructure are crumbling. The schools are a mess. The union government pensions are many, many multiples of what most earn in private industry. City Hall, real estate developers are making fortunes turning San Francisco into an uninhabitable sewer. The corruption is everywhere. So why not stir up the phony distraction of white supremacy? supremacy, falsely pit innocent citizens against each other so they won't notice what's actually being done to them. It's now acceptable to be an anti-white racist. Wake up, folks, you're being jobbed. Which has long been one of the messages of the Armstrong and Getty show. The whole R versus D thing is a distraction. Sure, you have legitimate disagreements with each other, but that's what democracies do. They work them out. But the whole whipping you up to hate the other party, that's a distraction from you getting jobbed. Wake up! Let's see, we don't have a lot of time talking about the oldest city in the United States yesterday and unwittingly uh, exposing Jack's racism. Um, uh, What is the oldest city? You uh, said it's St. Augustine, Florida. Because it is. The first city within United States' borders was Cahokia, a Native American city in present-day Illinois. Founded in 650.
0: Good for them, but uh, St. Augustine has been declared the oldest city in America.
1: (laughs) uh, Let the uh, record show the racist is shouting me down. A Como Pueblo and Taos Pueblo in present day New Mexico are the oldest continuously inhabited, founded in one thousand. The first European settlement in America was San Juan in Puerto Rico, founded in fifteen twenty one, fifteen twenty seven, blah blah blah. Uh was the oldest in mainland USA. Saint Augustine, Florida, founded in fifteen sixty five, is the oldest European settlement that is still inhabited in mm. the United States. Why don't you go tear down <laughs> some statues? All right. Let's see. As to the use of proper pronouns for people, because you have to tell everybody your pronouns. I'm the, they, he, ze, zarg, uh, her, hermafro, uh, uh, uh terrific, uh, whatever. Uh, what's the proper pronoun? This is a little frank, folks. Now, we're not talking about you. I want you to understand. But Nancy Rice, my husband says, we should just refer to everyone as dickhead. <laughs> I don't think that would help anything, Nancy. I I wish you'd have a word with your husband and tell him he's not taking the high road. Whatever happened to taking the high road? we got to
0: talk about the legislation going through uh, one state where they're going to make it uh, 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 a crime to not use the proper pronoun for people. Ah, yeah. Nice. I don't know if that will pass or not. But. Uh,
1: <laughs> I have an idea how it will do in the courts, yeah. but we shall discuss it.
0: Ah, oh, boy. I don't even want to get into the news, but I suppose we have to. It's sort of what we do. Uh, Marshall's got his news coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Japan is shedding its pacifist past. The McGregor family looks to become the new Kardashian family. Oh, good, because we need another one. What is Antifa? All stuff on the way on the fabulous Armstrong and Getty Shane Show news now with
2: Marshall Phillips. Well, Hurricane Harvey, now a tropical storm, making a second landfall today, hitting Louisiana. This is floodwaters keep rising. Rescues continue in Texas as evacuees pack shelters in record numbers. Now, President Trump was in Texas on Tuesday offering assurances His administration will help the region recover from the disaster and praising the response of officials. President making stops in Corpus Christi in Austin, getting briefings from emergency officials, then telling an enthusiast... Brownie, Brownie, you're doing a hell of a job. We all
0: remember that great moment from Katrina, right? That was fabulous. President Bush and the guy that he had appointed to be the head of FEMA who used to run some sort of... uh, Arabian Horse Association. (laughs) exactly. Dancing horses, I think it was. Had a look on his face like he had no idea what was going on. Trump Brownie, you're doing
2: a heck of a job. (laughs) Yeah, Trump then telling an enthusiastic crowd outside one of the emergency centers. Thank you, everybody. I just want to say we love you, you are special, we're here to take care, it's going well. And I want to thank you for coming out. We're going to get you back and operating immediately. Thank you, everybody. What a crowd, what a turnout. This while waving the state flag of Texas. The coverage
1: of the Trump speech in Texas yesterday has convinced me that the American media is dead and there's no value in paying any more attention to them. May they be damned. A I will we'll explain in a couple of minutes. The state of journalism
2: is at its lowest point, I don't know, ever. A turnaround of sorts, California Congresswoman, House Minority Leader Nancy Pelosi now condemning attacks by members of Antifa against peaceful demonstrators over the weekend in Berkeley. In her statement released last night, Pelosi saying the violent actions of people calling themselves Antifa this weekend deserve unequivocal condemnation and the perpetrators should be arrested and prosecuted.
0: That's interesting. She was on a radio show earlier in the day and didn't say that, but said that later that night. So what happened in between?
2: That statement, as you just mentioned, coming after legendary talker Ron Owens on KGO Radio, was pressing Pelosi about condemning violence from far-left groups like Antifa as much as she would from a far-right violent group.
5: Well, what is Antifa? Antifa is an organization that is fighting against Nazism. Uh, As an organization, that's one thing. People who act violently uh, should be... um, uh, rejection. We reject any violence. We are. A but the violence in
0: Berkeley was Antifa. No,
5: yeah, but I mean, the, so if when you say it's Antifa, maybe it was individuals in Antifa, wow. and therefore they, anybody who's committed an act of violence, uh, that needs to be addressed. The idea to put, give equivalence to an organization whose purpose is to fight Nazism as uh, equivalent as organizations who are there uh, to Heil Hitler. I think is not right.
1: Who did that? Now, listen, that's a doddering old bag who's about her own profit and nothing else. She's so wildly out of touch with her own district, she bought Antifa's own PR that we just fight Nazis. No, they, they beat down anybody they want to.
0: So did all of the East Coast media, and it's their job to figure this stuff out. And they didn't know what Antifa was up until a couple of days ago. Back to the crappy, crappy state of media. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's but uh, so in between ten o'clock yesterday morning and last night, somebody said, "Hey, I got to let you know this Antifa group is uh, really bad, and uh, you got to be on the
1: other side of this." Apparently, let's play a little Jeopardy, Nancy. Nancy Pelosi, wake wake somebody, wake her up, would you? Really? What is the unlawful use of violence and intimidation? ESPECIALLY AGAINST CIVILIANS IN THE PURSUIT OF POLITICAL AIMS. Ah, uh, what is terrorism? DING! YOU GOT IT! YOU DUMB OLD BROAD! THEY'RE A TERRORIST GROUP! You're SON saying, OF A well, BITCH! Well, not all of them have actually committed violence. Yeah, there's guys with ISIS who just keep the books, or, or you know, keep the the, the, the Slurpee machine stocked with the slurpy at the, the Ramada. Ramada. <laughs> that's a, that's an inn. <laughs> Ramala. Uh, you know, it's Seven Eleven. Doesn't mean they're not in ISIS. God, please I wonder, go away.
0: I wonder how long it would have taken for the media and the, the government class to catch on to antifa if you didn't have cell phone videos without cell phone videos it could have gone on for years yeah absolutely because that's i think that has turned the tide you watch the youtube videos and see the interviews with these people and they're willing to say it out loud to journalists what they're about you watch people just standing there and somebody come up behind them and hit them in the head right well okay what are you going to say about that
2: You can now go ahead and add doorbells to the list of things millennials don't like and would be happy to kill off. The Wall Street Journal reports millennials and the even younger generation after them, Generation Z, are so used to texting each other when arriving at somebody's house. That a doorbell feels jarring to them.
4: Interesting. Strangers read doorbells, not people that I know. Yep. Ring, ring, doorbells. A
2: twenty-year-old telling the journal: doorbells are just so sudden; it's it's frightening.
4: Wow, <laughs> <Typically, laughs> about that. This,
2: this is this <laughs> is the generation that's going to fight China. Typi- nice. Typically, doorbells are for outsiders. A text that signifies a
0: friend. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. I've I've moved away from the doorbell. I don't know if it's because of the sound of texts coming in. Maybe it is. There's got to be some reason behind it. Doorbells
2: too terrifying for the young.
1: <laughs> yes. Nice. <laughs> Come on in, China. We're all softened up, nation of ve- veal calves,
3: terrified of doorbells. Remember when uh, my my conversation with Harry the hoarder and he would ring my doorbell like crazy? Uh, <laughs> right. Whoa, yeah, right. that was John terrifying. back and forth. Yeah. That's your news. I'm Marshall. From
2: <laughs> ah! Ah! The <laughs> Armstrong and Getty show. Oh,
0: great, I wet myself.
2: <laughs> the place of the West.
3: <laughs> oh, and I remember uh, when the census people came over to my place and I wouldn't answer. Because I didn't want to be counted by the government or something. I was taking on the Jack and Joe uh, libertarian uh, mindset. But they would just ring and ring, and the, the guy would just ring and ring it well, and Well, did you know they were census people? or? Yes. It just, oh. Yes, I knew. I, I don't answer my door for anybody okay.
4: with a clipboard. Right. Just that's general principle. <laughs> I think
3: that's a perfectly good stance. <laughs> and they, they, he kept coming back every few days. He would just ring and ring and ring. Very little good is
0: going to come out of me answering the door if somebody's got a clipboard.
3: Exactly. If it ain't my Chinese delivery... Coming up, the long version of
1: Nancy Pelosi defending terrorist groups and much more. (sighs) Proof that the American media has died. Uh, Yeah, yeah. No need to kick the corpse of the media. I suggest you ignore it. Uh, You're listening to the
0: Armstrong and Getty Show. This is Gwyneth Paltrow's ex with Coldplay singing a song about Houston that it sounds like he wrote as he was singing it. Mm. <laughs> Dallas and some counties I know, and it's sure raining hard.
1: Mm. Um, mm. so yeah, so mm. he's the Coldplay has written a song about Houston. Cynicism, too. I think it's a beautiful little tune. <laughs> hey, I right, salute all right. Chris Martin for all right, whatever. Ad living it. Fine. You ever notice songs about cities? They're not actually about the city. They never mention anything. They just repeat it over and over, and some girl they left behind. It's not actually about the city. <laughs> I mean, just like, uh, by the time I get to Phoenix, it's really flat and hot there. There's mountains all around you. It's nothing like that. It's just they repeat, oh, Galveston, oh, Galveston. Name one thing Glenn Campbell says about Galveston in
0: the song Galveston. She wants songs that are about cities, Dimension, and the transit system is mostly on time, well, but right. it's kind of dangerous at night. Right.
1: That's a song <laughs> about a city. So the state of journalism is absolutely freaking horrible. And, and I get why it is. It's, it's how they've decided to try to sell commercials. But so uh, Donald Trump goes to, he's the current president, you know, the hotel guy, honest guy. The guy from The Apprentice? I know, I'm, I know. So he's the president. He goes down to uh, to Texas and he gives a, a rah-rah speech down there. Can you play me just a little bit of it, Vince, Which, whichever clip you want? Um, he, he's down there, he got a big crowd around there, and he's, he's waving the Texas flag. Thank song. you, everybody. I just want to say
2: we love you. You are special. We're here to take care. It's going well. And I want to thank you for coming out. We're going to get you back and operating immediately.
1: Okay, so that's fine. So he's, it's a rah-rah speech and a uh, federal help is on the way speech. And he says nothing keeps Texas down and the crowd goes crazy. Right, Texas can handle anything. Rah! Well, so i uh, to my surprise, I flip on the MSNBC this morning and they are in their saddest of sad voices talking about how the president didn't show any empathy. He said nothing about identifying with their suffering. That's really extraordinary, Jim. The president really, for a president not to show empathy is, it's tragic. It's like a new level of suffering for the people, and he didn't mention the dead either. John, talk about not mentioning the dead. The fact that he didn't mention the dead, and it's just, it was this long, sad, angry, so it was sangry um, critique sad of, and angry, of, of what the president said and didn't say. And some of the things they said he didn't say are actually surprising and a little odd, if you want to know the truth. If you're paying attention to that
0: sort of well, thing, right. which I'm which I'm not.
1: Now that they pointed it out, the checklist was a little insufficient. But he went down there, he, he rallied him, he gave the rah-rah, he said, we're here to help you, and by God, we're going to help you. We're going to help you like you've never been helped before. Hang on, help is coming. But he, didn't rec- but he didn't thank the first responders. Again, that's a little odd. It's a little quirky. Hmm, well, it could have been better if he had. But they were going with the full on he has betrayed the people of Houston and practically pushed their heads under the water tone. <laughs> Meanwhile, on on Fox News, they're interviewing plucky Texans who loved the speech, were really glad the president came. And, and and how great it was to rally him in their time of need. And look how he didn't waste any time. He came right down there, and it looks like the federal hopes coming, and it was entirely positive. And I thought, you know, unless you listen to both of these, there is no way audience A and audience B can, can talk to each other or relate to each other. Because, like, the first sentences out of each other's mouth, if they were going to discuss the speech, would be so utterly foreign to each other, you know, they'd have nothing in common. And and it's obviously, you know, they're just trying to whip up partisanship for ratings, which is fine. They get to. First well, the, Amendment. the
0: advantage of being around for a little while is I've seen partisans attack Bill Clinton going to a disaster, then partisans attacking George Bush for going to a disaster, then Barack Obama for going to a disaster, right. and now Donald Trump. And the other side always, oh, the way he handled it, the, his word choice, he doesn't actually care. So you got that. Lack of it's empathy. Exactly. Right. So you got yeah. that. It happens to every president from the other side. Then you got the whole thing. I think it's kind of weird and twisted that whoever decided the—I hear this term all the time as if we all agree that the president is the mourner-in-chief for right. all, for any of these events. That just seems weird to me. We need I, him to be sad because I, we're sad. you got to act sad. If I'm ever in a natural disaster, what the president—when he comes and what he says— I don't really care. any uh, Anything from the federal government of how they're coordinating and getting us the resources that we pay for and that sort of thing, I'm interested in. If the president can help with that, that's fantastic. But when he shows up, what they wear and what they say... I couldn't freaking care less. Yeah. And I don't need the president of the United States to, to, to show how sad he is about the flood. I, I just, I don't get that. frankly, to feign sadness. So I think a lot of that comes from the media is mostly big government. The government is your parents. And so they feel like the parent, who is the president, needs to emote over this. Whereas I'm not sure that all of America agrees with that. I certainly don't agree
1: with that. Yeah, I would tend to agree. and uh, But that wasn't my point, really. But you make a good one. I just, I, I think it's just, we're just so divided into our little bubbles. We're well, just uh,
0: I, a, a, f- focusing an entire day on the president's choice of words when he shows up to it.
1: Right. Uh, it's just crazy. The who,
0: drowning dogs who, don't care. Who cares? Who the drowning cares? kids don't care. Boy, and the, um... If he had shown up, he didn't meet with any victims. If he goes down there and meets with victims, because I've seen this with other presidents, then it's just a photo op. That's what the opponents would say. Right? Look, photo op, pretending w- to care, putting his arm
1: around a victim. When he should be coordinating the right. disaster relief. There's no winning God, in that's that. so tiresome. It, it is the tiresome. Joel Osteen story, the mega church preacher guy. I want to talk about that story, too, when we come back In the way it's being reported. It's amazing. All coming up on the
0: Armstrong and Getty
1: Show.